Hello, everybody. Live from my hotel room in New Orleans and from the road with a special guest. It is the Ozone. We're in you with an espresso shot talking about the world of the NFL, which has gone crazy. I'm here with the icons. and We also have a special guest, Mr. Trucker Dave. How you feeling, Trucker Dave? I'm I'm great, man. It's going down. Yeah, we're we're doing good. It's all good in the neighborhood, but the but uh, not sound like not, it's going good in the NFL. It is not, in fact, going good in the NFL. What is going on out there? We got ACL sprains, we got COVID diagnoses, and worst of all, we have a tragedy, which I want to start off with. Out in Las Vegas, if you haven't heard yet, there was an absolute positive tragedy that took place with a young, a budding star, really, uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. Still sounds weird to say Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and the young man made a, a, a very serious mistake because he killed somebody behind the wheel. Uh, doing 106 miles per hour, Henry Ruggs III. Out, 156. 100, 156, I'm sorry. 156 miles an hour while under the influence of alcohol, double the limit, double the legal limit of what you're able to drive under, 156 miles an hour, had a loaded firearm in the car, busted up his female passenger, and most importantly, killed the woman who was actually just in her car because he ran into her at that crazy rate of speed. There's so much to unpack here. First, that I just want to start off with, which is, it's unbelievable to me how the drunk driver usually gets the least of the damage. It is unreal to me. I know. It's really, really terrible. You can't even stop thinking about it. I mean, and it, it seems like it should be a wake-up call for all of the professional athletes. You know, you guys are in a situation to get an Uber, have somebody else drive your luxury car. Why risk everything? And it should be some kind of clauses in these contracts to say, hey, you know what? We can just release you just like we released him. Yeah, even you're saying even without the tragedy component, if you just get caught doing this. Right. If you, even if you get caught doing this, I mean, 156 miles an hour, okay, you impressed her. Are you, <laughs> what do you know from here, man? Right. But I think that one of the things is, is that they have that clause in everybody's contract. It's just that the teams never exercise it. The teams actually err on the side of trying to make more money and use these athletes instead of doing the right things, which is saying, hey, man, you're going too far. You broke the law, some kind of disciplinary action, maybe cut their pay for a little while or whatever. But instead, since a guy can run a four something in the 40 or he has great hands, then we just you know, sweep it under the rug usually. But this this actually incentivizes the wrong behavior. And now somebody's dead. Yeah, remember with Dante Stallworth. So this isn't brand new. I mean, he did something similar. He sure did down in Miami. He sure did. Yeah. yeah. And that person was just getting off of work overnight. That person was getting off of work overnight and was was crossing the street to go to a bus stop and he hit them while drinking and driving and i remember meeting him and that's all i could think about it was very very know, it was crazy so he has yeah well you nobody wins at the end of the day nobody wins no nobody wins 
And you're talking about changing the trajectory of a, of a family, maybe because of this. I mean, it, I, I've had people reach out to me and talking about the guy's career being damaged or ruined or whatever. But you actually took somebody's life about being irresponsible. And it's going to take a He has to live with this. It's like you it's like a bomb dropping on you. Nobody yeah. wins. It's literally like a bomb dropping on you. 156 miles an hour. Look at it like this. They have an identity. The latest news I saw, they hadn't identified her, meaning that in the car engulfed in flames. So you lost the license plate, possibly. You might have lost the VIN number. You may have to go all the way back to those, you know, those uh, light cameras. Just to get her license plate to find out who she is. To get the dental records or something like that because of the... That is crazy. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because, like, you, I don't know. It's just from appraising cars before. You don't have a license plate, probably, because all that burned. You probably don't have a VIN number. So you're going to have to go somewhere on the car to find some kind of ID. Or you're going to have to go back to those license plate cameras to... Get a zoom in to find out who she is. They probably have identified her now, but uh, it's just it's beyond sad. It's really sad, and 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 in general, it seems to be indicative of what's going on with the Raiders organization now. They're just in complete disarray, and regardless of them being in first place in their division or whatever, none of that matters with the confusion that's surrounding the organization now. Oh, no, none of it matters. You're talking about racist, misogynistic. Uh, uh, quotes coming from the, the, the GM and head coach You're talking about guys drunk driving, killing people. Uh, th- this is a, the president, team president stepped down. It's just, I hate to say it like this, but as expected, the move to Vegas has not turned out to be a positive thing, in my opinion. Yeah, and I was thinking about that, but I, you know what? As, as Trucker Dave pointed out, this has happened in other cities and states too. It's just that it's amplified with the Raiders and moving to Las Vegas because they're known as being the bad boys or the bad group or whatever. And it does not help to have them in that environment. I don't understand. I understand that you have money and you need to enjoy it or want to enjoy your money, but there has to be some kind of control or constraint put on that because you can't, it just can't be a free for all. Well, it's not, I mean, lives lost per se. This is an individual who made a choice. You know, this is one guy who made a choice. I can't put that on everybody who gets a big deal. This kid didn't even get big money. Like, it, we're not even talking about crazy, stupid, insane money like a lot of these people have. He's he's just, you know, I read something that was also very disturbing, which was that the reason he wears his number or does his symbol or whatever is because his best friend got killed in a car crash in 2016. Wow. His first contract, I mean, he's only 22 years old. He just, I remember when John Gruden drafted him, um, you know, Four two seven forty came out of Alabama, and uh, you know he he just started to make his mark. And for him to just go out like this, man, imagine just waking up in jail. Like I can't even believe I did this. Sobering up. He's done this, but when you get caught, you really have to pay for it. And like I said, nobody wins. You can't. I mean, what do you say to the family, man? What do you say to the family? You have to sober up and wake up to that reality forever. And, uh, you know, it, it, there's been a rash of that throughout the pandemic. Uh, a buddy of mine's uh, uh, kid got killed in Burbank in that crazy crash that happened earlier in the summer. And there's just been a, a pan it, it, along with the pandemic. For, I don't know what's making what's the driver of it, but uh, no pun intended. But people are driving crazy 
all the time. You see it in general driving. I'm sure you see it all the time being out on the road. But people people are racing left and right. In Los Angeles, man, there's almost a, a, a high or low-speed car chase with the highway patrol every single night on the news. There is. I've always said that the speed limit is only for people to have something to lose. When somebody flies by you, I just look at them, I say the speed limit's not for them. It's for the people to have something to lose because if you go in that fast, obviously you're not even thinking about nobody else. Wow. Now, switching gears, speaking of which, speaking about caring about other people, Aaron Rodgers, someone who I am perennially angry about that I ever wasted draft pick on him in fantasy sports, has now tested positive before the big game after coming up with a big win after Devontae Adams, his number one target, tested positive and missed the game. And now all the talk is just left and right about whether or not, uh, you know, he was vaccinated. They don't consider him vaccinated. He said that he had some sort of alternate treatment of some sort. And now he's out. This is, man, it's just the pandemic isn't over. And everybody wants to act like they're over. It's over because they're over it. But that's just not the case. What do you think, Trucker Dave, about the Packers, about their whole situation coming off of this turbulent offseason to start the season with a, such a hot record? done everything right up to this point but you're really going to get to see you're really going to get to see who you thought Jordan Love is I mean he's not going up against a good defense but he's going to start and um, you're going to see you know what you have in Jordan Love but the problem that I think Green Bay is going to have is that the NFC is clogged with good teams so if he's out he's out a minimum for 10 days if they lose this game to Kansas City, if you if, if he doesn't come back right away and you lose, say if he loses two games, that means you're gonna have to go on a run in the playoffs instead of having that home field advantage. Yeah, because the NFC is stacked. It's stacked, you know. So, I mean, well, and he deserves it. Yeah, he deserves. Let me catch you. He deserves to be on the road like that if they, if their team loses because he, from what the organization is saying, what people were saying is that he lied to them about being vaxxed. And then he carried himself as if he was and wasn't wearing a mask and everything else. And that's very, very selfish regardless of what anybody else says because now the team has to suffer because he made a bad decision. Yeah, and it's a team sport. So we're going to see, I mean, fortunately for them, and the series defense, where we can go up against, and I mean, I'd rather go up against Kansas City than go up against a Pittsburgh or New Orleans defense or, you know, somebody like that. We'll see. They have a good team. They have a really good defense, Green Bay. And this could just flip the whole season around. I mean, something like this, you can lose momentum. Sure can. And, and the football is so delicate in that sense. Wouldn't it be crazy if this kid comes and takes his job like, like Tom Brady took? Took, um, oh, wow. Drew, <laughs> what was it? That was Drew Bledsoe's job. But just get an opportunity. That would be crazy if this kid comes out like gangbusters and then you, you're saying, you know, he has two great games. Then you have a controversy there because you're saying, hey, listen, maybe we shouldn't, you know, bring Aaron Rodgers back as a starter. Maybe he needs to back up for right now. You know, he'll stand on the sideline and, man, he'll have his panties all in a bunch. I mean, the kid has been, he's had more than the other rookies like the Trevor Lawrence's and the Mac Jones. He's had so much time to watch Aaron Rodgers that he should be somewhat good. You know, he hasn't, like, played, started the game. These rookies are just 
jumping in the fire. So I'm expecting him to be halfway decent. Wow. And speaking of the New Orleans defense, I'm down here in New Orleans working right now. And let me tell you who that nation was on fire this Sunday against Tommy Terrific because I am down near the stadium. And there was at least 100,000 people just milling about, not just for the game, but for Halloween. Halloween is a big deal down here, Jack. And I will go as far as to say this is the first time to me the city has felt like the city that I remember since I've been down here. And they pulled out that dub, but at a super high cost with losing Famous Jameis. Yeah, they did. I mean, it, it came at a super high cost. And, you know, kudos to the defense. Anytime you you have a corner like Marshawn Lattimore that can, you know, that can give good competition to their uh, number one right receiver, and you got good pressure up front, then you have a good, you know, you have a good chance against Tom Brady. That doesn't happen often, but they somehow have his number. Yeah, well, but for me, I think that, you know, it's it's a shame that, that they lost Jameis Winston, but they got they have Hill as the backup. Trevor Simeon actually is just a plug-and-play guy. But with that, he brings a different dynamic to the game. The only problem that Hill has is that he has a few concussions already, but he brings the running element to the game because actually Winston was more or less a, a manager at this point because he didn't do a lot of throwing of the ball because they didn't really trust him throwing the ball down the field. Another NFC situation is going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. My question is, is now with all the drama surrounding Odell Beckham, is Odell Beckham headed to the NFC? Well, that remains to be seen. I mean, the Saints tried to pick him up at the deadline, but I guess they hit a sack somewhere. Uh, we're we're going to see if they just outright release him where he wants to sign. You know, whatever happened to Deshaun Jackson, they, he got his release. I haven't heard him signing with anybody yet. It's going to be interesting to see the team that needs a deep threat. Deshaun Jackson might end up in New Orleans. You never know. One of these guys, New Orleans or uh, New England, both of them need a different. Yeah, but the problem with those teams is that they don't have anybody to throw the ball. Hill is not a, a passer, really, to throw the ball down the field like that. And I don't think that they trust Mac Jones to throw the ball down the field yet. Well, he's throwing the ball down the field. He must, he must have been watching. Lately, he's been throwing the ball down the field. The only reason he's not is because he's doing what they're telling him. And, you know, they're just breaking him in. Everybody's saying, oh, he's thinking, he's dunking. No, this is fucking year. Let him, let him give him a little bit of time. If he's this good to start, he's got a plus touchdown interception ratio. I mean, most of the other rookies don't have that. So he's, he's showing promise to me. Just beat the Chargers. Yeah, and it's the same thing. It's the same way that they uh, that Tom Brady started off as well, dinking and dunking, using the short pass as a running game. Yeah, so I, I like what I see from him. I mean, he can read defenses. He's pretty accurate. He's almost at like 70% on his passes. So it's more more from him. I'm very interested to see what happens be, because this this year, the injuries seem like they all mounted at the same time. And with all the injuries happening at the same time, it immediately changes the dynamic of the entire league. You have you still have a handful of high-end teams that still have most of their personnel. And I would say the biggest move that was made was the Rams picking up Von Miller to shore up that that uh that defense. Woo. Child. You got Kansas City that picked up Melvin Ingram. I think that's a good pickup. So, I mean, how, I mean, their defense is so poor. How can he be any worse? 
<laughs> Terrible defense, making Pat Mahomes look bad. And once and once again, Seattle didn't do anything. Seattle's not real. I'm surprised Russ stayed there, man. I don't think it's up to him, though, really. Last year, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in New York. You know, but Daniel Jones looked good against Kansas City. I mean, if you look yeah. at Dude, I got, I got Daniel Jones as a backup, and Daniel Jones actually balls. He gives you nice fantasy. Danny dies. I mean, could you imagine if all of this stuff wasn't happening with Deshaun Watson, but his trade value? You'd have teams that would probably give up their own I was really surprised that Miami didn't pull the button, uh, push the button and get him. It, it wasn't on Miami, though. I was explaining to someone that it was actually the Texans who did that, because what the word is, is that the, the Miami Dolphins were figuring out a way to get the charges or to pay, pay off the people. So oh, really? with so with that. The Texans got wind of it and found out that the, that he was going to get the maybe get the charges dropped or paid off the people, and so they upped the ante on his on what they wanted for him, and that made everybody back off. Oh wow! Yes. Oh, I'm not savvy. I didn't have my ear to the street, my my to the gridiron on my, that one. Got my ear to the gridiron, which is crazy, and that's just the Texans being greedy. And also, that's you could say it's something deeper, which is them wanting to ensure that Deshaun Jackson actually doesn't have any success or an opportunity for success. Very true. Wow. Wait now, but they just don't want him to represent their franchise. Now the Texans, you know, probably sponsor wise, it doesn't look good at all. I just feel like it's personal at this point. I think that obviously 28 lawsuits from women claiming sexual assault is, is excessive. Uh, to to right. try to say that it's a fluke, yet at the same time, the timing of it all coming about, especially with him bashing the organization and not wanting to play ball, if you will, was also very suspicious. And I, I've never seen a game like football that dismisses someone. We talk about Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson went from, I mean, we were at the game. He's catching 70-yard bombs. And right. all of a sudden, nobody wants to give him a chance. I think the one thing that I loved about being on Ballers was hearing from all these guys, all of the politics, especially the role that I played on there about being the GM, is from hearing from all these guys, all of the stuff that happens and that's happening behind the scenes, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's like that in baseball, too, all the other sports. Nah, see, the other sports have stronger player associations so that guys get paid. So usually with the businessmen that are involved on the ownership tip, whether it's basketball or baseball, if they're going to have to pay a guy anyways, they want to get some traction or some value out of him. Football is the only sport where you can just basically just write off a guy for whatever reason you make up, basically. Right. And he right. only got whatever it was that he got signing bonus and guaranteed. Yeah, I can take a cap hit too, though, for the thing. Yeah, that's true. So it, it kind of works. And you have to look at it like the football, this is the most ever got paid before anyways. Yes. You never got to take like they say no. I agree. I agree. The game is less physical. You can I mean this new thing where I was talking to you about it, it seems like after every play, it has to be the worst year of refereeing. They throw a penalty flag, it seems like after every play. If the referees don't like how the play turns out, they throw a penalty flag. It's like too many penalty flags. It's a serious problem. 
it really disrupts your flow of the game, too, because you're watching some games. That call that they made on Sunday of roughing the passer was so absurd. The absurd call was the, for Leonard Fournette dropping, fumbling the ball. Leonard Fournette fumbled the ball, and they said it wasn't a fumble. He made a football move. He had the ball. He turned the field, and he dropped the, and he dropped the ball. That's a fumble. And, and them wiping it off, trying to save Tom Brady, it still didn't work. Yep, and that would have changed the whole sports of that game because they were down 23-7 right then when they recovered the ball. Corporate is serious, man. And, uh, I don't know why they all have to have such old referees. Why can't they get some, somebody vibrant? You know, get some younger referees. Because they're playing ball? Because the referees are doing what they're told, and the older they are, the longer they've been in the system, and they know exactly what they're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, this is only—I mean, they've only played eight games, and you had—I mean, I guess it's kind of good to have the injuries right now if they don't get worse and impact the end of the season, because that Derrick Henry injury is just way too much. Man, it's a big deal. Well. And they're trying to play it as if it's not a big deal. But we had a, a doctor on here actually a couple of years ago who spoke about Jones fractures and it could be career ending. And they're saying that Derrick Henry is going to come back at the end of the year. And I don't believe it. And if he does, it might be the end of his career. I think he is going to come back. And you always look at it. You were talking about, you mentioned that thing about Davis Winston. Football is different than other sports. First of all, what it would do if he does come, when he does come back from the ACL injury, it just has to be more of a pocket passer. I mean, and to say that Derrick Henry isn't going to come back or may have, you know, damage, that's just part of the football. Because if he's ready to go, he wants to be out there. He's going to want to play. Trust me. Oh, yeah. That, nobody's questioning oh, whether or not Derrick yeah. Henry wants to play. It's about whether he'll be physically able to perform. And what these Jones fractures, what we're seeing, uh, I think before it was Mike Trout that was the one that was, the, that was in danger of it, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was Mike Trout, but and it's definitely such a big deal. Because yeah, it was a, it was a it was the main marquee. You know, it was the main name matchup. But time will tell, ladies and gentlemen. But we're happy to have Trucker Dave here on the Ozone, sharing his ideas. Where are you at in the world right now, Trucker Dave? Just traveling around making deliveries, man. And then as we see on the news every night, they just you, you can't make enough of them fast enough. I know, man. It's crazy. It's really crazy right now. That's where we are. In the words of Antonio Brown, business is booming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trucker Dave, glad to have you. And, uh, yeah, be safe out there. Peace. NFL, man, it's going down. It is. Crazy. Okay, folks, well, happy to have Trucker Dave come on. Happy to talk NFL with you. We'll be back with you sooner than later before the big fight this weekend with Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant. And our main man, Anthony Durrell, taking on Hernandez out in Vegas. And he's going to stop by after he uh, rehydrates and have a conversation about what's left in his career and his future. Going to leave you now with a quote about responsibility. And it reads, liberty means responsibility. That's why most men dread it. That's from George Bernard Shaw. Remember, folks, we're all in this thing together, which means that we're all one another's keeper. And we have to be accountable for what we do, what we say, and how we live. And it's tough. That's why it takes a village. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother, Terry Miller. And this is the Ozone. Ozone.